ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for returning to the program. That issue. Chapa Kingsbury. How you been, Chris? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, what's she up to? What's she uh, up to these days, buddy? Renovating, living, you know, stuff in life. Uh, starting the uh, sober February. Yes, we boy, are. Because, boy, did I fail January two weeks in. It's, okay. So it's February 1st today. This is dropping February 2nd tomorrow, which is today for you who downloaded it. If you downloaded it on February 2nd. But listen to it on the 3rd. Well, then that's, that's, today. The, that's today. So this is yesterday or yesterday's yesterday. Or maybe you're listening to this a year from now. And it's a year ago. February so, 1st, 2020. Okay. We are doing Dry February. Yes, we are. Last night was our last beers. Sure was. How much did you How much did you drink? How much did you drink? Oh, I had two uh, one liter uh, super, those big steins. Yeah? Yeah, Blanche de Chamblay, and I think I had two drinks when I got home to make sure all the booze was gone. Okay. There it's gone. Okay, okay, okay. So, I also did two steins, the Blanche de Chamblay and the, the Flying Monkeys yes. Raspberry IPA, which yes. is delicious. Yeah. Uh, I did not have anything else when I got home. Uh, I do still have a can of beer in the fridge, and even Kate was like, there's a can of beer in the fridge, and I was like, you know what, babe? You can have it. <laughs> you go right ahead. You go right ahead, yeah. Or it can just sit around, and I'll drink it in 29 days. That's right. Exactly. 29 days. 29 days. Why are you doing this? Uh, to prove to myself that I can. Uh, and to uh, just be a little bit more cognizant of me, as well as... Uh, Saving a lot of fucking money. That's the big thing. That's the other thing, right? I, if I'm not spending at least $200 in booze every month. Let's that's, that was my calculation, too. It's about yeah. $200 in booze yeah, a month. let's do that jump properly, you know what I mean? And I'm like, you know what? That $200, like, I'm going to have to pay some money at taxes this year. I know that. That $200 is getting saved up for the tax man. Yeah, exactly. Taking yeah, my well, booze, government. just it. And uh, it'll send my tolerances way lower. When I do want to have a drink again, yeah. and it won't be uh, won't need as much alcohol to think, have the fun times. I think the way that I'm looking at this is like, this is not me quitting drinking. No, like it's like I'm not going to be bound by February 29th. Like if March first comes, I'm not going to be like, oh, I need a beer. No. Or I'm having a celebratory beer. Like it's just the next time I have a beer is going to be like me being like, yeah, I'd like to sit down and have a beer, but it'll be after. At least this month. Yes. Yeah. So we won't be doing like uh, the the beers for the next couple of episodes. Yeah, we're not really plugging anything. We're going to be plugging H two O and or uh, you know your favorite type of effervescent drink that has no flavor to it, sponsored by a buble. Ah. Uh, <laughs> did you ever see that SNL sketch with uh, John Hamm and Michael Buble? And it was like John Hamm captured Michael Buble, and they opened up a restaurant called Ham and Bubbly. <laughs> and it was literally they just served ham and champagne. And the commercial is Michael Buble singing about it while like John Hamm's like physically abusing Michael Buble. Like you can tell he's having been kidnapped. <laughs> It's very funny. That's good. I'll flip that funny. one up. Ham and bubbly. Ham and bubbly. Ham and bubbly. Ham and bubbly milestone. Yeah. Ham yeah. We had so many shows over the last two weeks, man. We did. We had, uh, oh, let's see, the run of three with our beer halls in Kenburn. And then uh, I got a extra spot on Raleigh Burns Day on Lieutenant Pump. And I'm doing Lieutenant Pump next Sunday. Oh, yeah, six, yeah. And then we're doing Finnegan's at eight. 
That's right. That's so right. I'm hopping from Lieutenant's Pump from 6. It starts at 6, right? Yeah. Yeah. You'll be there for 6. 6.30. 6.30 start. Yeah. So I'll ask to go bullet, and then I'll pop over to Finney's. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got uh, I got some uh, pump bucks if you want them. Well, oh, yeah. Because you get paid for that show. You, well, no, you get paid in pump bucks. Which is pretty much like a meal, a couple drinks. It depends on how long I'm going to be there. Just Fair because enough. if I'm popping out. We'll see. Yeah. And then it's Oscars that night. Right. Although I doubt I'm going to watch. I, I, actually, I, I've I got... I watched the Academy Awards since I was in we we cut the cord, we cut cable, and yeah. we got tech savvy TV nice. like through the internet, uh, which streams live like websites and shit like that. So I could technically stream it from my phone using tech savvy TV. Nice, yeah. nice, yeah. See, there you go. Cable's a tool just to be sold stuff. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty harsh. Fuck. Yeah. So on the next Friday, I have uh, something at Wellington. I'm hosting Wellington. Oh, you're hosting Wellington. Yeah, I'm hosting Wellington, Wellington Diner. Yeah. It's a Friday night nine nine o'clock show. Nine thirty at the latest. Nine o'clock. Yeah. It's, okay. It's a later show on Friday night, but uh, I think Don Kelly's closing out. And oh, uh, that's a good show. Yeah, and a friend of mine uh, who's traveling around with a production company that's helping for Hockey Day in Canada. Uh, Imran, he's out from Vancouver. Oh, right, and they're they're bringing like a whole bunch of people to yes, the show. Yes, they too. are bringing a bunch of people to this one. So it's going to be a full show. Full it's going to so like you'll want to go to that show. Oh, I, yeah. I might. Well, I was going to have my pop out for a pint, but I'm not going to do that. No, nope. <laughs> I'm taking the meal this month at uh, at Wellington. I, That's always the better deal is to is take totally the meal and then totally. buy your own beer. That's exactly it. Like if you're going to yeah, pay yeah. me in a meal or a beer, I'm obviously I'm going to take, take the meal. Meal. Unless I'm an Irishman, then I'll take the Guinness. Which is your meal. Which is your meal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's cool. So yeah, that's that. And then, yeah, the Sunday we're doing with... Uh... Prawn. Parona. The Parona. I remember that's one of the first stages that I got on in Ottawa comedy in the summer when I was first here. Oh. Summer 2010. I don't even know where it is. Oh, it's on Montreal Road. Right next to Sketchy Hooker Hotel and the oh, graveyard. Oh, the Concord. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Concord Hotel. Um, okay, cool. So you've been doing some renovating. We've been yep. doing shows. Maddie started eating solid foods. Yay. Maddie's sleeping in her own bed. Nice. Room. Oh. Nice. Things are going Things smooth. Things are going good. Not too much changed on my kid that's front. Okay. Uh, Erica and Eddie are pretty good. We actually had Maddie in as our guest today. Yes, she was a, a great guest. She uh, said so much with her eyes that it was. She incredible. did get like one of those like little ahs out at one point. Yeah, yeah, she yeah she had to be in on that conversation as well. You guys will hear it. You guys will hear it. Yeah, yeah. Because our uh, good friend here, uh, Rick Curry. Rick Curry. Yeah, we have Mr. Rick Curry on here. If you don't know who Mr. Rick Curry is, to me, Rick Curry is the epitome of Canadian comedy. Yeah, he's, yes, absolutely. A Canadian touring comic who's written for an important institution. Like, I get that there's a comedian that calls himself the Canadian guy or that Canadian guy or whatever. Yeah. It, 100% to me, Rick Curry, as a traveling comedian, has has just written about Canada. That's right. And he jokes about Canada, and then he wrote for Rick Mercer for eight years, yeah, who that, is yeah. the, like... The comic that legitimizes Canadian comedy, right? Okay. Like being able to write Canadian content for Canadians yeah. to laugh at. It's so, a real treat to have the Canadiana himself on. Today. Yeah, like Absolutely. it's 
it's he he's one of those comics that I saw multiple times before I ever started doing comedy. He's he's one that like every time I see him, I have a different story for like when I saw you before I started doing comedy. Yeah, I I, I drop one in this. Yeah, one. Drop it in this but, one, yeah. but there's other ones where like I I remember certain jokes that he doesn't do anymore. Yeah, because I would see him do some of those like Tuesdays and Wednesday nights where he's trying out new shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's uh, yeah. The first time I was really realized who Rick Curry was. Um, it had been after I'd seen Rick and then I'd seen uh, a style of, I'm just like, that's so familiar. And then I was just all like, someone told me, Oh yeah, I know he writes for Rick Mercer. I'm like, where did, where do I know that bit from? And they were just like, yeah, that's really neat. Yeah. To put that connection together. I yeah. must have been like two years in or something. So, so yeah, that's, that's cool. We're going to, we're going to just jump straight on into our episode then. Um, thank you for tuning in. We will get more content flowing more regularly. Apologies for the hiccups. It's the new year. We're all dads here. And yeah. We're so fucking tired. I'm not. Here's Rick Curry. Parents, are you finding it hard and difficult to find some quality time together with your partner? Cocaine. Do you simply wish there were just more hours in a day? Cocaine. Well, have you heard of cocaine? Cocaine! <laughs> That's right, cocaine. Try and test it in true. Let's listen to some of these happy customers' reviews. Cocaine! There you have it, folks. Cocaine. Consult your local dealer today. There's a guy in jail in Florida. There's oh, a, Florida man's Rick Curry? Nice! <laughs> That's right. and there's a guy from Iowa named Matthew Champ Dick who is also in jail. Oh! How about that? Yeah. yeah. Right. Drug possession and trafficking. Oh, okay. Yes. Mine was a master goldsmith who was, like, forging. Oh, no. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good, yeah. yeah. Has, has, has that ever, like, affected your career? Like, someone Googled the wrong Rick Curry, and they're like, oh, we can't have him come and perform? <laughs> you know, not, yeah, no. Uh, although, um, like, you know, way long ago, uh, like, when I was just out of high school, I uh, took the taxi course to get a taxi license, and... Uh, and my name came up as somebody who had punched a cop in Edmonton. <laughs> now, <laughs> so they brought me to a room. Town, Did you ever punch a cop in Edmonton? <laughs> Not yet, I Not said. Yet. Not yeah, yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the other the other thing I, I sometimes get confused for is there is a gay porn star by the name of Matthew Camp. Oh, and so his his Instagram is at Matthew Camp, and mine is at Matthew Champ. Uh, and so sometimes I get tagged <laughs> by his fans in uh-huh. these comments, being like, "Matthew Champ's cock is so big, I would totally suck it all day long." Oh, I was fun. Thank you, but I'm in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> nice ego boost, though. I know. Yeah. I'm really like, like, honey, another one, another uh, one. <laughs> Start listing them as credits. That's great. <laughs> you can bring me up on stage yeah. to uh, the. Gagger ninety nine. We got some getting to know you questions before we like jump straight into the daddy shit. Okay. Um, so you want to take the first Let's one? Let's get yeah, to yeah, know sure. us. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite joke you've ever written? Oh, 
My favorite joke I've ever written. Or like bit that's ever like happened because of you. Oh, frig, I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's a tough one right off the top there. Um, I can tell you there is a joke that I wrote uh, when I, like literally maybe it might be on the very first time I did stand up. I have the tape of that. I should probably listen to it. That I still, I might have done last week. Okay. okay. About, nice. uh, but it's a terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> But I still, uh, still one of your faves. It's well, I don't even know if it's a favorite. It's just uh, it works well, you know. Oh, yeah. like, you know, it's consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Just this this one about uh, Fort Louisburg and uh, the uh, the uh, tour guide with the eastern accent who would say fart instead of fort, you know. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's a French fart, you know. And uh, I think I did that like in 1989, and I think I'm still doing it. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Fort Louisburg is actually sure. really cool. Like, have you been? You, yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah, you did. You did the sure. jokes about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I went there. We enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, yeah it is cool. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I, I like talking about. I don't know why, but uh, Canadian tourist places. Do you like? Do you do a lot of like vacationing in Canada? Is that what you do then? No. Uh, well, I mean, I don't vacation. <laughs> I just, you know, I've done a lot of touring in Canada, that's for sure. I've crossed the, the country a number of times. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So. What was the first concert you ever attended? We'll go easier with this one. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, that was um, Carlos Santana with Eddie Money opening at the uh, Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto. And, uh, and I was going to see Eddie Money. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> And the T-shirt I bought was an Eddie Money T-shirt. Like I was probably in grade seven. And uh, when you turned it inside out, you could see it was a Rush T-shirt, probably from like the week or two weeks before. <laughs> that they had like you know like sort of flip it inside out. Yeah, press a new one. exactly. Yeah, they just pushed <laughs> Eddie Murphy uh, iron on on the other side of it. Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. I was like, well, it's a two for now. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, I wished I had the Rush t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's the first? Is it first? Who's the first? Yeah, okay, sorry. Who's the first comic you ever saw that you wanted to get into comedy? Who's your big influence? Like, you had one. Oh, well, you know, like, uh, when I was growing up, we listened to a lot of albums, a lot of comedy albums. Right. It was just the a thing to do, album, right? Yeah, because yeah, people just listen to albums of everything. And... Uh, so we listened to Monty Python and, um, you know, Steve Martin, of course, was the first yeah. guy to come out with the huge albums. And, uh, like, I always liked laughing. I liked, um, oh, uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on it. I shouldn't be blanking on his name. You know, hello there. <laughs> um, uh, he was on Beat the Clock. Anyways, he was hilarious, this uh, old Jewish comedian. Uh, and anyways, I, I loved him when I was in grade one. And the monkeys. George Burns? No, no. I, it, it'll come to me. Like, yeah. it, in the next two minutes, if I stop thinking about it, <laughs> yeah. it'll come. Great uh, how that one goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, my favorite comedian is a guy whose name I can't uh, I remember right now. Can't recall. Is... No, but I just mean he's an, he was an early, he was one of the first funny people I saw. And I used to love watching him on uh, Beat the Club. Um, so anyways, yeah, so we, I don't know, we listened to... Um, 
Steve Miley, you know, like back then there was even Bill Cosby albums. People listened to a lot of Bill Cosby yeah. albums. You know where you can find a lot of New Bill Heart. Cosby albums right sure, now? Sure, yeah, New Heart, yeah, for sure. Value Village has all the Bill Cosby <laughs> oh, albums yeah. right now. I like, yeah. I'm flipping through vinyl there, and it's just like Cosby, 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 Yeah, because everybody had them, you're right, yeah, and nobody wow. wants them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You know, where I got some of my best uh, Michael Jackson vinyls, too, is at the Valley Village. I'm like, you know what? I'll take these ones. This will be the cross I die on. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Sometimes you can separate the art from the person. Other times, you're like, nope. Yeah. There you go. It's just good value. I don't, I don't really need that art anyways. I was like, Thriller for $4? Okay. Yeah. You look, check. It's like the original pressings, too. No problem. Don't even worry. I'm not even listening to it. I'm not, not even, not even there. there. It could just beat it all the way home. All right. No, no, stand around, though. That's not bad i got that one too then. it's like seven bucks all right um what's your favorite smell my favorite smell um hmm i, I do uh I do like the smell of weed. I know people uh, say it's, it's terrible, you know, but I, like you walk into a rock concert or whatever and there's just that slight tinge in the air. That's nice. Uh, I also like just uh, fresh air, almost like marshy air, wetlands air in the oh. summer, you know, like okay. in July or August. Uh, I don't know if you can really describe that, but a uh, place where there's a lot of cattails and lily pads right, yeah, at, right like at dusk. Okay, okay, yeah. like kind of a marshy pond, cottage area. Yeah, just so full of oxygen, right? There's just so much green stuff around. That, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess, I don't know, yeah. Well, it's fine. Right. I mean, if I, yeah. All right, I, well, I never really thought about my favorite smell, but that's a good one. All right, uh, last, last one. What's your favorite Ray Liotta film? Oh, yeah, yeah. Does he... Um, no, I've got him mixed up with the. He's not in the Deuce, right? He isn't. That's James Franco. That's yeah, James Franco. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, can you name me some Ray Liotta films? And I'll tell you, I'll pick them out of the list. <laughs> I don't know. We're here to talk about daddy issues, and I haven't seen a movie in 16 years. Like, oh, there you go. There's a milestone. I was about to say, there's, there's no right answer, but there's the many wrong answers, and not knowing a Ray Liotta film. Is a right answer. Like, we can include that. So, well, there you go. Yeah. I'm sorry. I bet you, you know. I, Good films. Good films. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. well, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Goodfellas is a great movie. Yeah. We also would have accepted uh, Tommy Versetti in the game Grand Theft Auto Vice City. He's in his voice. He's in his voice. Yeah. 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 No, he's oh, okay. actually. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually. Uh, we all. Sorry. I'm really bad with that. Also in the murder room today, we've got my my daughter. She's going to be hopefully behaving. She's uh, doing she's, a killer job on the phone. She's mm -hmm. actually uh, she's seen a Ray Liotta film. So <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, she watched she watched Marriage Story. Oh, yeah. Um, so she's she now knows what it looks like when uh, Kate and I get in a divorce. She knows what it's going to look like. It was her, it was her prep. <laughs> wow, that was. Uh... I'm only joking. All right. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> Still not telling us. All right, good uh, talk. No. So uh, we got Rick Curry with us today. Rick Curry, you are uh, a stand-up comic that travels across our great nation. Actually, when I think of Canada, I kind of think of Rick Curry because, wow. well, um, you are you were like a huge part of writing for Rick Mercer, and Rick Mercer for me is the Canadian comic. Like, he's, right. Well, that's what we write about is Canada. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah super, super important to all of us. Um, How did you come about that gig? 
that just knowing Rick down there and then uh no I never met Rick before I started working there oh, yeah. yeah yeah no I just uh I, I knew uh a couple of the other writers though I I knew uh well all all the writers so you just sort of you know, run into each other uh, doing stand up. Right? You, you, Here, they work together. Yep. You spend a weekend in Regina together, or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, Sparkling uh, careers on fire. Yep. That's yeah. But one guy in particular, uh, Greg Eckler, I'd worked with at uh, the Bullard show. Like I used to oh. write uh, for Mike Bullard. For Mikey. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. And um, anyways, um, a, a seat opened up at the, at the Mercer show. That's a that's a long story. Irwin Barker. Uh, passed away yes yeah yes, he was a legend you yeah. know and um but um yeah I, we could make a whole podcast about that but yeah. um nonetheless um they were looking for a writer and my name had uh come up and uh and so they put me on a six-week uh contract cool. like a, a trial thing yeah and um and then there was you know uh eight years nice because yeah. you wrote yeah. with them all the way to the end right yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, I still write for them, you know, like uh, for whatever we do, like the New Year's Eve shows and uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what What Chris was trying to ask really with the question is, can you get him a job? <laughs> I'll build sets. I'll do anything. I just stick me in a room with a microphone. No, uh, not just. I uh, just wonder how that came about. Just organic. Yeah. Yeah, just organic. They just knew the guys and. Um, yeah, Gerald uh, Lunds, he's the executive producer. He came to Ottawa, and we met uh, down uh, in um, on Bank Street, uh, old Ottawa South, right? You right. Know, and, uh, yeah, we just had a talk, and um, and he said, yeah, we're going to give this a try, come to Toronto, and like we said, we'll do a six-week uh, uh, trial thing. And I got a couple things on the air. Like, uh, my, the first thing I wrote was horrible. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, right. It was probably four pages long. <laughs> like, oh, wow. They need things that are like 30 seconds, you know, yeah. or five, you know, 50 seconds. <laughs> so I wrote this two-page thing uh, with the queen in it where it says Rick does the queen's accent. But, like, I don't know if you know Rick Mercer, but he never does accents. Or, oh, yeah. like, I didn't know there's, like, a, really a lot of, you know, a lot of rules about uh, what we do and don't do. And I broke everyone. <laughs> like, I was, I'm the new guy. Yeah. I'm the new. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just going to so. take this memo and sit down now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I figured it out. Like, after a week or two, I kind of, you know, I got a couple things on the air. And then they said, okay, well, we'll do the rest of the season. And then that's the way it always was, was uh, just year to year. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. At, except at the end, we knew. At the end, they uh, they told us three years in advance. They said we signed a three year contract, but at the end of that, you know, we're, we, we you know we're going to bow out. And uh, did you have like an NDA for that? Like, because they didn't break that news three years ahead of time, did they? Probably not. No. Okay. But no, there's no NDA. But I think it was just sort of, I guess. Yeah, you probably. Well, I don't know. I'm sure I did uh, tell some people about it. I retract everything I just said. No, it's that. not like uh, you know, it's not like Canada has paparazzi that cares about that stuff. You know, I don't have Ben Mulroney knocking on the door. Like, how many years left are there? Anyway, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not. It's not bringing I, it's in my address, yes. Ben Mulroney. I could get all sorts of addresses. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've worked with Ben Mulroney before. Oh yeah? <laughs> nice. Well, I, I do publicist work for a movie studio. And okay, that explains all the... Uh, what, <laughs> no, so, like he's just a sick no, freak. No, I'm just a sick freak. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> one, of the, one of the first times I actually saw you do stand-up was before I was before I did stand-up, and I was judging the Absolute Comedy Premier Comic Competition, and oh. you were hosting, and Josh oh. Williams had put down a list of the hosts and where they where they were from and at the time I was doing a lot of work for Paramount Pictures and he's right. like and our next uh, next guy here uh, he uh, he works for Paramount Pictures and then he took like five minutes to be like fuck that nobody in Ottawa works for Paramount Pictures <laughs> <laughs> like, like what you Did like I do that? yeah you're like you're like what you went to like LA once and you went through the Paramount Pictures studio and they gave you like an I'm special employee badge <laughs> and you now think you work for Paramount Pictures and you're like oh what an asshole it was so funny oh my god I loved it <laughs> that was the first time I ever saw you. It was like it stuck. <laughs> oh, okay, I knew Rick Curry after that. <laughs> yeah, 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 we had a moment. Okay. <laughs> nice. Now, uh, you are also uh, a dad. Getting I to am. the main issue. Well, why why are that's here? Where, yeah. yeah. Why you're here? Why you're here? Why are you here? I'm not a room today. It's because you're a father. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm sure a lot of listeners tune in for fatherly advice. Sir. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> just, uh, you a little bit missed. of. Yeah. You'd be amazed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, like, I'm surprised that uh, <laughs> right. numbers, yeah, they're like consistent numbers from certain areas of the world. Yeah. California loves us. Or yeah. hey. us. Or, well, I don't know. Yeah, either or. Either there's then, some weird blogs going on about us or something uh, out there we haven't uh, found. But, uh, yeah, we got some good Michigan, Michigan, Michigan as well. Oh, hello, yeah. Michigan. We have, hello, like, Michigan. We have a weird <laughs> Sweden contingency that, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yep. weird. I don't know anybody in Sweden. I don't either. Maybe I do by proxy. Maybe we just have one a of my clients. Mate. I set him on a podcast and she's probably related. We'll, we'll track that down. Know, cool. Or maybe just some Swedes were, like, really high and they're like, listen to these dads. <laughs> Oh my god! They don't even speak English, right? yeah. but we're their favorite podcast. It's nice noise in the background. Yeah, yeah. I'll we're, take it. I will take it. Uh, uh, well, yeah. they sharpen their fishing knives and go uh, <laughs> oh, have some noodles. Take their hockey sticks. <laughs> uh, you got two, right? I have two daughters. Two yes. daughters. Yeah. How old? Fifteen and sixteen. Fifteen and sixteen. So, like, yeah. you went like back to back on them. Back to back. Yeah. Did you know you guys were going to do back to back? No. <laughs> uh, no, I think we uh, we knew we were going to have two. Like the first one, we definitely like we wanted to start a family for yeah. sure. You know, like so the first one was planned. The second one was, was also planned, but uh, didn't came early. Yeah, exactly. Kind of <laughs> showed up before we were really ready. You know. Yeah. yeah, like that was crazy at first because uh, you know uh, Haley, the first one, she was. Um, 15 months when the second one came so uh you know there were just two babies in the house so mm -hmm. like you know, normally you have a baby and you can kind of pass it off to your spouse like just to get a little break just here take the kid i'm gonna go out and have a smoke on the porch or whatever and uh but uh you know, I, I would hand her a baby and she would hand me a different one back. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 that wasn't the point. Was, was the nice. point was... You have two, you have two hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're supposed to have two babies and I have none. Yeah. But, yeah, but okay. so, yeah, so it was, yeah. But at the same time, you know, you kind of go through the whole diaper phase all at once and then yeah. you go through another phase all at once and uh, I don't know if that's good or bad, but... I, I'm not sure either. It was just, I can't imagine, like, 
having some kid running around like I'm exhausted already, right? Like I've never been this tired and people warned you, like say right. becoming a dad, you're never gonna be this tired and here we are where it's just like yeah, I could not imagine chasing a second child around. Yeah, d- doubling down like that. Amanda and I almost had Irish twins as well. Right. Uh, yeah. And it just didn't work out. I, and she, she was heartbroken. It's hard. It was a miscarriage. And then, um, like, I just told her, "Hey, it's just a pause for the next one to come." You know what I mean? Right. And she was like, "I'm pretty thankful." At the same time, as much as it sucked, but I'm very thankful we didn't have that. Irish twins case. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, yeah. our son is a firecracker. Yeah, <laughs> like just boom, run. I'm whoa, like, yeah. oh yeah, right across the property. And I'm like, well, the next one's like that too. She is. And like, it's a good thing we didn't have him in that, you know, I guess. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I think that was our savior. I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but somehow I've got two really good girls, nice. <laughs> two well-behaved girls. And which one of them is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> It changes from day to day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Minute to minute. Yeah. It's a coin. Whatever, whatever happened last, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, milestones. Yeah, kind of we, we kind of wanted to talk, to talk a little bit about milestones. Because, like, our kids, like, my kid right now is five months. Like, our milestone is she's eating solids for the first time, right? right? And, oh, and yeah, we're, yeah, getting, yeah. we're getting up to the crawling stage, and she's now sleeping on her own, which is fantastic. But, and Chris, Chris has got, like, the, hey... Our kids just went to school milestone, and nice. the walking and the talking milestones. You have, like, young adults in the house. That's in right. Today's I'm... day and age, you are, like, as a father, you are the father of the oldest children who have come onto this podcast. Oh, nice. Yes. Yes. So, okay. like, I've set a record. Yeah. <laughs> Benchmarked up there. So, yeah. your yeah. wisdom yeah. exceeds all the other guests. Oh, no, so I doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I did want to, want to talk about milestones because we, we put so much importance behind them. And so I want to know, are there any milestones that stick out for you that are like favorite moments in your child's or in your development as a dad and, and your life kind of growing up with these two parents? Right, beings? I see. Yeah. Well, I mean, other than the uh, like the the predefined milestones, like you're saying, like the graduations and uh, eating food and uh, just... The little not shitting themselves yeah, yeah not yeah. shitting themselves um my oldest driving is the latest uh, milestone nice. that we've gone through okay and uh yeah like uh that's intense you know because it's the the consequences are real right yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know like you know yeah. and uh g1 uh is that the learner? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. Yeah, okay. G1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's already counted to the day when she can get her G2. Like, she got her G1 <laughs> when she was 16, like the day after her birthday. Yeah. And uh, and is already counting the days when she can have her G2. Like, she just, she's a lot like me. She needs to go. She likes to travel. That's a lot of see things. new added responsibility for her, but also, like, a new added terror level for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's a, it's a double edge, you know, because um, you spend the years from, I don't know, maybe 7 to 16 driving, right? Like whether it's to gymnastics or swimming lessons yeah. or something, or their friends to a movie, whatever, like you, you're the chauffeur, you know? So there is a bit of a, you know, when she can drive herself, you suddenly get a lot of freedom back. That's right? fair. But yeah. at the same time, yeah, you're giving away your... Uh, 
your car, which is worth money, you know, and, <laughs> and you can hit things that are worth more money. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, but I guess that's what insurance is for, anyways, right? Yeah, so that's right. My, yeah. but but also, you know, people can get hurt. Like you worry about that. That happens, you know. But you can't control it. My brother actually was just in a Tim Hortons a few weeks ago, and this young girl who just got her G two like the day before hit his car in the parking lot three times oh. and then drove off. Oh. And he was like, he's out there like taking photos. Not he didn't know the situation obviously, but like he like calls the cops and the cops go to the like the girl's house and like this girl's second day of G two oh. and <laughs> mother's just like. I have four children. I can't really afford my insurance thing. Yeah. Please, please, let's do this outside of insurance. <laughs> well, yeah, like I hear, like if you add them as like a, like a casual driver on your own car, it's not so bad. But if they have their own car, the insurance is insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, three hundred and some odd dollars a month for certain times, probably something like that. Maybe. I know, it was, I don't I know, know. My, yeah, thousands and thousands. Uh, I know dollars, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, I remember getting my license at sixteen, and my mom having that same kind of anxiety. And I think her sentiment was like, "I gave birth to you. Now I gotta give you something that could take someone's life away. I can't be here. <laughs> right? And get out of the. I know. I'll drive the car behind. My parents. Yeah. My parents let me drive before I turned sixteen. I don't know, like, did if it. Did you do that? Like, did you let her drive, like, around the block like or something? three days before, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were at, we rented a cottage, so we were on some back cottage roads, you okay. know, yeah. Okay, yeah, like, that was the thing, is, like, my grandparents live in the Bruce Peninsula, and my parents are from London, so three hours through back roads to get out there, so anytime yeah. they went to visit their grandparents, like, after the age of 14, they're, like, little stretches, they're like, Matthew can drive this stretch, and they let me learn and kind of... Oh, that's cool. So right on the highway. Yeah. Well, it was just like it's a country road. So, right, I see. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It was fun. They, cool. I always got distracted cool. by animals, though. Like, there's one time there's a fox. I'm like, look, a fox! And I'm, like, swerving into the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you that. forget you're driving, right? Yeah. Don't Squirrel. do that. That's yeah. the biggest thing <laughs> when you first start. Yeah. When I first started, I drove right into a car parked car because <sighs> I kind of forgot I was driving. I was pointing to something. To, oh, jeez. Oh, no. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oh gosh, I don't, I, yeah, I know, I've never been in an at-fault accident. Oh, that's good. Yeah, this was, I had my license for maybe a week, and, uh, and I, it was, I was going really slow. Like I say, I was pointing at, uh, it was a store that I used to work at, and she's like, hey, I used to work there, and, uh, and yeah, <laughs> so I was going really slow, but I just bonk right into this car, and, uh, but okay. my dad was cool about it, so. So I have to take that parenting, uh, you know, that uh, that example he set, and uh, hopefully pass that on. Like, if something happens, just be cool about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, because there's a real chance, to, like, damage your relationship in the way you react to something like that, too, right? Yeah. Like, if your dad had come out swinging, it's gonna be, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. it's gonna be a completely different story than like grace and empathy and and you know consequences, right. but consequences that fit right how, how do you think that you're able to mirror that um well um you know it's funny you say that because we had had times where i had overreacted in the past you know like uh like when i was uh, going to toronto a lot like i you know as my wife was basically raising the kids you know mm -hmm. And uh, it wasn't easy for her, I'm sure. And so I would get phone calls that this happened and that happened. And uh, 
So I feel like that I had to come home and lay down the law, you know, you know, I became like the, uh, the, the disciplinarian you know? enforcer. So when you were yeah, home, you were a bad cop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but then you realize that doesn't, you know, like yelling is actually, it's, uh, it, it's, um, it doesn't help, is what I'm saying. It's, yeah. uh, it does the opposite. There's a word for this. I'm trying to <laughs> counterproductive. That's yes. it. Yeah, it's yeah. counterproductive. Like, because it doesn't make doesn't make anybody want to behave better. No. <laughs> it just it makes them not want to listen to you more. Right. Yeah. So, or depending on how combative it is, it's the response where they come back a notch higher than you. Well, that can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's a danger too. Right. That that does happen. It can happen. Yeah, the other way. Yeah, and then it just, uh, then you just start spiraling upwards, and yeah. Did you, so you found that, like, the time in Toronto uh, impacted the way that your relationship was developing with your daughters? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Did, yeah, unfortunately. Like, when you were, because you've been in Ottawa full-time now for a while, right? Yeah, 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 spring of 2018, we, we stopped. Okay, so, like, what types of things do you guys do as a family to, like, build that family time together, or to interact, and... Uh, you know, share moments. We do a lot of riding, okay. you know, like uh, horseback riding. Right on. Okay. Yeah, that's what we used to do. Like, uh, yeah, because like our, our TV season was like a uh, like a university year. Like it went from September to uh, to April, so even less than a university year. You know. Yeah. So, but that, that was really intense. Like when we were in production, there was nothing else that nothing you really had time for. Yeah, you had to you had a deadline every day. You know, so. Uh, uh, so when we weren't in production, though, you know, which was most of the year, like we did 20 episodes a year. So um, out of 52 weeks, there were still 32 weeks a year when I wasn't on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, like we we did a lot of horseback riding and shows and we'd go to the barn like three times a week. And Okay. Uh, yeah, I was a, a barn dad. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like that, yeah. every kid wants to have their own little pony, right? Well, that's the thing. Hey, that's why I'm trying to make up for, uh, you know, like <laughs> for the, being the heavy for so long. Well, being the heavy, <laughs> but also just for not being there yeah, for yeah. Uh, most of their school year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I try to super. What, what do you want? A pony? Okay. <laughs> He's got a pony. <laughs> Let's go, girls. <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. that's one. That's one way to do it, man. Yeah. Like, I, I hope that well, we tried to make up for lost time, you know, you know, because yeah. we did lose some time like uh, over those years. Yeah. Now they're coming up like in the next couple of years, university, college. Mm. Are they going to be leaving town? How are you feeling about that? Well, I don't know if they will or not. Uh, like, well, my oldest, she has a plan. Like, she's she's a planner, and she she likes to know what's going on, what's, what's happening next. You yeah. know, like yeah. So, uh, so she's planning to go to Carleton, I think, for uh, for three or four years, get like a bachelor of science, and then she okay. wants to go to Guelph and uh, and take veterinary medicine. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. So, animals, yeah. a lot of animals in the house then, and the life. well, it's all the horse riding. The there are a lot of vets around, and uh, and yeah, she she works at a vet's office now. Like she oh, she uh, yeah in Barhaven, she's she's worked there for uh, like two years almost now. She's got right? a plan. She's driven. Yeah, 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 like it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Like she, she's taking all science courses. Like she's in grade eleven. She's mm-hmm. not even her last year of high school, but she's taking all science courses, you know, and mm-hmm. and and nailing them down. And 
Yeah. I, I find that in high school, though, they're pushing you to kind of have to figure out where you need to be very quickly on. Like, by grade 11 and 12, is they're kind of pushing for you right. to have these yeah. types of plans nowadays. Seems to be, eh? Yeah, I don't know. I, I've told her that, uh, look at you, you're awesome in science and biology, and, like, you keep on this path, you know, but if at some point on the path you decide, you, you know, maybe it's not veterinary medicine, you, most most people end up going down different paths and taking forks in their own. So don't, uh, you know, just have your goal, go for it. But if you end up uh, taking a left turn along the way, you're still brilliant in science. Like it's still going to work somehow, somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's yeah, maybe Monsanto will pick you up on contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. There you go. You make some hey. Roundup and yeah. <laughs> Start giving us cure for cancers that you've been creating, Monsanto. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's also, um, you know, concerned with climate change, which I guess most uh, that generation is. So, you know, she can put it to put it to work that way. <laughs> well, we don't have to worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Accurate. Anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah. So uh so anyways, yeah, and the other one uh I I don't think she has uh, figured out exactly, but she's only in grade 9. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she was born in January, so she's there's a year of school between them. One's in grade 11, one's in grade 9, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That that gives it like more of a separation, or did that? Yeah, thing... it did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It separates the friends and whatnot. But they even go to separate schools. One goes to Borden. One goes to Woodruff. And, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, they have their their own social lives. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I used to do uh, some counseling work at Borden. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. It's one of the schools. I used to work in the schools doing some counseling. Doing counseling. Yeah. Oh, okay. So how were yeah, you, so they, uh, when the kids are growing up, how were you, I mean, you write clean for, for Mercer. Uh, how are you with the swears around the house? How was, was there? Oh, not good. No? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess our girls know that, um, you know, language is language. And, uh, yeah. You know, there's times and places for every word. And <laughs> sometimes, uh, sometimes that time came around too, too much, you know, like, uh, I think I probably swore more in the house that well i don't know i don't know maybe not more than most people but uh, liberally wouldn't that be great to be like a swear counter in each house <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah as long as we're not being uh gross or whatever yeah, about it you know like, between, uh, yeah. hate speech and uh well we, we there's a difference between abusive speech that's right which is the speaking or swearing at somebody and uh -huh. then just the speech of swearing right well exactly yeah yeah a word's a fucking word, but yeah. <laughs> right. it was yeah. like a word's a fucking word, you fucking fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Because a little bit different. A little bit more assertive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit more aggressive. It goes from the assertive to the aggressive, right? Yeah, well, I can tell you, here's a story about how casual I was with that. I remember we were, uh, they were little, you know, and of course we had a minivan because they were little, you know, we had yeah. two, two little ones. And we were driving through the Byward Market, and I told you my older one, she's, uh, you know, wants to be a vet. She's had this her whole life, you know, so she notices a guy in the Byward Market, and she's probably four, four or five, you know, kindergarten age. Mm -hmm. And she sees this guy uh, through the window uh, with a dog, and she says, Dad, that, uh, that dog doesn't have a leash on it. And I said, oh, yeah, I guess, you know, some people just trust their dog not to not to wander into traffic, I guess. And, yeah, but Jesus, fuck. 
That's what she said. Oh my god. That came a little too easily. That was effortless. It just rolled right out as though that was the proper thing to say. I gotta watch myself when I'm driving, you know. Um, there is, uh, here's the thing, like you being in the position where your, your kids are gr- more grown up, I'm sure they've seen your comedy, like our kids that, and all the guests that we've had on so far, the kids have been like under five or six, so they haven't necessarily been able to see daddy stand up or like get embarrassed by it. What's your, what's right, your daughter's yeah. reaction to you doing stand up and the comedy that you do produce? Um, it's funny because they kind of, uh they don't really pay much attention to it you know like uh my one daughter Jessie, uh came out to a couple of shows i think she was curious you know so she came out to a couple of shows about two years ago when she was about 14 or 13 or 14. i brought her to a couple of shows because like i say i'm not really trying to shield them from any language or or concepts or whatever like the world is the world yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> i wasn't worried about any content or anything yeah. so but anyway so yeah she came to a couple of shows actually my other one when she was really young oh sorry it's all good okay. post-production my alarm went off too i'm not gonna get it in post-production <laughs> i'm just gonna let this okay. ride nice. riding it on unless you need to take that uh no I'll, I'll get that later yeah uh, um sorry um i forget what i was saying but uh, you were bringing her to a couple of shows 12 oh yeah yeah 12, 13, but, 14. yeah my other one though the older one when she was uh probably uh seven or so uh came to a, a nice show like it was in a theater and there were some people from um the air farce were there it was a okay. CBC-ish type of thing you know and uh and so i went and i and of course they've always been part of my act you know so I, I talked about that in my act and whatnot and at the end of the night they brought us out onto the stage for our curtain call uh, to take a bow so i brought her with me like uh, holding her hand and <laughs> and you could hear like uh a, a, a raise in the roar of the crowd like as they're applauding when she came out they kind of it went up a notch yeah. you know and you, you could see she really liked that she had a big smile you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or 15 seconds right yeah exactly yeah right. so she's a singer though she's not a comedian but she does perform uh, singing sometimes do you feel like that's like like it's a talent is a genetic thing and just doesn't have to be the same talent brand you know you're passing uh, it on. I don't know. I, I think talent is just um, a loss of inhibitions, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody can do it. So what talent is alcoholism. Can... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. We've nailed it. Yeah. Woo, we've, we've talented. Talent. We're all very talented. <laughs> very yeah. good. Yeah, I think huh. everybody's got something in them. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. for sure. It's okay. where it lies. That's fair enough. Yeah. I just, I sometimes worry about the trauma that my daughter will, if she ever, like, finds old YouTube clips of, like, you've seen over the last couple of weeks, we've worked together, and it's just been talking yeah. about how much I hate the idea of having a baby, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> right. She gets in, like, what is she, well, like, wait, did, does daddy not love me? <laughs> you know, like, it, it is a thing at our house that everybody, uh, I don't know if they, if they're happy about it or not, <laughs> right, but everybody has to accept that, uh, that my act is a fantasy world. It might be sort of based in reality or, or uh, inspired by reality, but when I talk about my kids or my wife or anything in my act, it's made up, you know, yeah. it, it is, you know, like... You know, because my act, you know, it's silly sometimes, you know, like how, how my wife got uh, 
a boob job where we could only afford one, one boob. Of them. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, Wait, that's not uh, real. Obviously not. <laughs> you know, like, so, you know, so they know the difference between when I'm joking and when I'm talking really about them, okay. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So luckily that's the case, but uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. But, how but we goes. did have to, <laughs> yeah. you know, we did have to establish that at some point. Like, yeah. they, they did have to understand that he's not really talking about me per se with with Kate even though he's up there talking to people saying my daughter (laughs) it's not really me Uh, (laughs) oh I don't know there's going to be some therapy (laughs) oh for sure for sure everything happens I'm like like, that's going to contribute to the therapy bill I know that as a therapist (laughs) oh hi hi Uh, my partner just got back oh nice do you want the baby oh she wants the baby I can see why she's a cutie alright there you go Sorry about that. That's okay. We should probably uh, we're over. Yeah, no, yeah. I just we're want we're in perfect window. I was just gonna say, like, to, to close on that, and then we can close off. Is what we do with uh, with my niece and my nephew is we say that anything that that Uncle Matthew says, you have to run by another adult to know if it's the truth or not. Because I make right. jokes with them all the time. Oh, right? I see. So yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. eating, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, the monkey brain soup today is delicious. And then <laughs> right. they all like look around, and it's like it's like. Uncle Matthew's joking. It's monkey finger soup. You know, <laughs> you know, we, but they they know it's like it's like they'll like like I'll say something like as a joke and a laugh, and then they'll just look over at their mom or dad or at Kate, and they'll be like, <laughs> yeah. silly. Uncle it's true. Jim. Yeah, you can get because they don't understand sarcasm, right? At first, like they don't yeah. really yeah, catch along. Yeah. get that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, we will uh, we will sign off. It's been great having you on here, Mr. Curry. It's been great uh, to be on. The very last question we ask all of our dads is uh, uh, for one piece, one piece of parenting advice that got you through parenting. Oh, um, patience and a realization that, uh, you know, you're not the be-all, end-all. You should feed this kid and clothe them, but they're going to do their own thing uh, regardless. You know, you can help them along their path. Or you can resist it, but they're going to go on their path. Yeah. yeah. So just uh, be patient and give them the environment to flourish, uh, without without putting your own um, uh, constructs on them. You know, just let them, uh, you know, guide them, but let them grow in their own direction. Solid advice. Appreciate that's, that's, yeah, you. Know, that's, that's the best that's I can tell. Much. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> And then none of your kids will ever get a doctorate. No, (laughs) heard it straight from Rick Curry. They'll never really amount to much. (laughs) You never push them. (laughs) Thanks so much for being with us today, Rick. Uh, If people want to find you online, how can they find you? Uh, RickCurry.com. RickCurry.com. You've heard it here. All right. (laughs) I'm just going to press stop. Just do that. Well, that's our episode, everybody. I hope everybody had fun. It's a great conversation. A thank great you. Time. Thank you so thank much you. for tuning in. And, we need to uh, thank like Heather Hurst, Freddie Jones, uh, our music man, Jacob Pollock, the music right. man, Rick Curry. We don't have a what we learned this week. Sorry, we didn't learn anything. Okay. Chris, it's time for our Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Who is our Dick of the Week this week, Chris? Igor Sarkovsky. Fucking hell.